Welcome to the Octavius Gould Experience, and I am your host, Octavius Gould. Today, I'm excited to bring to you episode 25 titled, Communicating Effectively at Work. The purpose of this episode is to provide you all with insight into how important effective communication in the workplace is to professionals and organizations trying to achieve sustainable success. This is even more of a factor in our hybrid workplaces because many organizations had faulty communication practices prior to the pandemic causing some employees to work from home. Imagine how bad it's gotten since 2020. Pretty scary. First, effective communication in the workplace isn't just about how well a professional speaks or how well they speak to colleagues. It's bigger than that. It's about building and enhancing relationships to make a connection with others within your organization. When done well, the environment will become conducive to success. And this is because all employees will feel included and heard. Great communication can enhance an organization's culture, build trust, and eliminate silos between cross-functioning teams. I didn't do my job on this episode if you all aren't compelled to hit that subscribe button or jump off without appreciating how to communicate in a way that allows you or your team to reduce mistakes and collaborate better while being more effective and productive. I'm passionate about coaching on this podcast because in 2023, it's imperative that we all focus on becoming better at communicating. There are so many external and internal factors that will prevent us from being focused. The one thing that we can do easily and do the best is to communicate, first of all, but more importantly, communicate effectively. Prior to operating my own leadership development firm, I managed global sales organizations. It should come as no surprise that effective communication was paramount to my team members and I executing well to achieve the organization's business objectives. The greater the effectiveness of such communication, the greater the likelihood of revenue exceeding sales quotas, attrition being low, and the customer experience being exceptional. But the process of achieving effective communication in the workplace is a complex phenomenon. It not only involves human participation, but there are technologies to navigate as well. From my perspective, the main element in effective communication has always been and will always remain the people. Yes, your greatest assets. Regardless of what you sell, whether it's a product or a service, it's still a people's business. This starts with the CEO, filters down to his or her leadership team, which should include HR, to frontline leaders, to their team members, and back up the chain of command. My friends, promoting great communication throughout the workplace is mission critical to leaders because studies I've read show that poor communication costs organizations billions annually in lost productivity. Think about that for a second. Then ask yourself, when was the last time your company invested in their hardworking employees by providing coaching and development on effective communication? Forget about that email that some leaders send out preaching about the importance of everyone communicating better. Some CEOs, HR executives, and senior leaders need to put their money where their mouth is by investing in their employees. Take it out of that private jet budget, the golf club membership, or that golden parachute budget. 
During conversations with CEOs and HR executives who care about developing their employees and bringing professionals like myself to consult on leadership development, I've learned that poor communication has affected their business in the following ways. Poor employee morale and high attrition, heightened stress, and this results in argument, misunderstanding between colleagues leading to lack of collaboration, bad performance, missed deadlines or delayed projects, lost trust between colleagues as well as strategic partners and customers, high attrition and decreased profitability. And this leads me to think about my MCI telecommunication days. This was back in the 1990s prior to mobile technology or some of the platforms that organizations have at its disposal today in 2023. MCI did an exceptional job at communicating effectively up and down the organization and across functional teams. We were competing against AT&T and Sprint in a very competitive industry. So it was imperative that we did the thing that we could do easiestly, and that was to communicate. But more importantly, the organization invested in its people by coaching and developing us leaders on how to communicate more effectively. They helped us understand that communication can encompass so many things. So here's my simple breakdown on what is effective communication in the workplace. Effective communication happens, in my opinion, in the workplace when what's being communicated is delivered and received in alignment, meaning what you meant is exactly what I perceived you meant. When it's done effectively, the person on the receiving end has a sense of, okay, I got it. We're good. I understand. Or even I heard you loud and clear. Now, that's the I don't like what you said, but I understand what you said. (laughs) Please remember that just because you believe you are communicating information properly up and down the organization does not necessarily mean it's effective. You'll know if your workplace communication is effective by gauging how projects are being updated and completed by listening to employees who resigned to ascertain if they were receiving proper feedback from their manager, by taking notice at how well employees collaborate. And keep in mind, the best organizations even take it a step further by talking to their partners and their customers. They'll definitely tell you how well or poorly your organization is communicating. (laughs) Customers love giving feedback. You just have to ask. So how can you ensure that you or other employees are communicating effectively, even if you're not a leader. Maybe you aspire to be a leader, you just need some exposure. Here are some things you can do. One, lead by example by communicating effectively yourself. You wanna set the tone and raise the bar. You will become the standard by which others respect and admire, and you'll get noticed. Number two, mentor new hires on how they should communicate and who are the right people they should communicate with for the appropriate information that they need. Number three, motivate others to communicate effectively. You can do this by just having conversations, by articulating why effective communication is so important and outline a few benefits that everyone will realize if they become a great communicator and it becomes a way of life for the company as a whole. 
You can accomplish this by emailing your leader to give kudos to a colleague who helped you or collaborated with you on projects by displaying effective communication. Some companies have internal systems where you can post this kudos. So figure out a way in which you can just highlight something that someone did well where effective communication played a part. And don't worry, by praising others, you'll be noticed too. Number four, request to meet with your boss quarterly or monthly at a minimum to ascertain where you stand and to enhance the working relationship by improving the lines of communication. Too often, employees especially employees who aspire to become leaders, fail to take the opportunity to get on their manager's calendar. You have to be proactive and take ownership of your own career, of your success. And one of the ways in which you can do this is sit down with your manager, take him or her out to lunch or to breakfast and talk about what it is that you can do better, what you're doing well and your areas of opportunity. Let me pause and ask if everyone can please do me a favor and help my podcast get noticed by hitting like and subscribe because it will help my podcast greatly. I truly appreciate it. Back to my thoughts. As I reflect on most of what I've shared, I'm not telling many of you anything new. You all have experienced work environments with very bad communication from the CEO down, and you've been fortunate enough to be employed or own a company with great communication. And in that way, you know exactly where I'm coming from and how you can improve not only your own communication, but the communication of your colleagues or your team members if you're a leader. So most of you know how well effective communication can help to increase team unity and bolster collaboration while fostering a winning culture. Just take a glance at the organizations that bounced back the strongest after the height of COVID. Those organizations that already knew how to communicate effectively were better equipped to handle the adversity we all faced during the shutdown. This was also evident when work resumed around the world and employees were working in the office, at their kitchen table, or even at coffee cafes. Now, some CEOs forced their employees back into the office immediately. Why? I suspect that they lacked trust in their employee population, while others failed to implement communication processes and strategies that would take advantage of technologies that have been readily available for years. I can recall facilitating a leadership seminar where at the start I asked about 20 senior leaders if they felt their team members would label them to be great communicators. Almost everyone said yes. (laughs) Interesting, right? I asked the same question at the end of my seminar and all but a few said after how I define effective communication, their answer switched to no. My reply was great. I admire you all for being self-aware and realizing the impact you all can now have on your teams, customers, strategic partners, and organization by implementing what you already know along with the techniques and insight I shared. More than ever, good communication from the top to the bottom is essential for organizations to thrive in our fast-paced global business environment. That's why I encourage all of you to improve how and how often you communicate to become more effective. I plan on making this a priority for myself in 2023 as well. 
I'm actually researching technology that will help my emerging small business become better at communicating internally and externally. Here are 10 ways to improve communication within your organization if you're a leader. Number one, don't practice avoidance when there's a need to resolve conflict. You'll be amazed by the percentage of leaders who are hesitant or even fearful of communicating at all unless it's something overly pleasant. Number two, practice the art of listening. Listen to comprehend, not to respond. When employees feel they're being listened to, they'll feel more valued. Number three, conduct formal or informal one-on-ones with team members. Another thing you can do is conduct brainstorming sessions with employees from different departments to measure the success of the company's communication strategies. But whatever you do, make sure to include non-management personnel so you give a voice to these important people at various levels of the organization. Too often, companies drop the ball by only including the executive leadership team in these type of internal panels or think tanks. That's a huge mistake. And this is because staff will notice positive changes first, since they're the ones receiving the most directives. Number four, recognize your employees. You can even create awards that are given out monthly or quarterly to professionals who demonstrate the new standard well. Most people will appreciate immediate gratification, so don't hesitate to give out those kudos right after noticing an act where someone displayed effective communication. Number five, clarify what you mean. You don't want to assume that other people understand what you mean. Ask if they have any questions, but make sure that you make people feel comfortable knowing that there are no such thing as dumb questions since some people may be afraid to speak up, especially in meetings or virtual meetings. Number six, be conscious of the frequency of your communication. Too much is bad, but too little is also bad. Be aware of when and how you communicate. Some very important messages are not appropriate for text or email. There's no easy button. Know when to pick up the phone or meet with people in person to discuss matters. Imagine receiving great news such as a promotion via email instead of a phone call. Imagine getting a text from your boss at 10 p.m. Imagine getting terminated by email. I read an article where a CEO of a company terminated everyone via email or it may have been text. Either way, it was done in a crazy way. And I'm not making this stuff up. It happens every day because some leaders, managers, I wouldn't even call them leaders. I would call them managers are just simply afraid of confrontation. They're afraid of conversations that will make them feel uncomfortable when they should be really focused on you as the employee. They're the leader. They're the one who's been through all the training, coaching, and development, hopefully. Number seven, be open-minded. Be approachable, but be honest. And I'll leave that right there. Number eight, when initiating a conversation, ensure that it's a good time for the other person. Because this will make sure that you have their undivided attention. I can remember working in a call center in my first management position and watching a manager just pull employees off of the phone immediately after they got off a conversation with a customer because they needed to talk to them about something that they felt was important. 
you want to make sure that you create a safe space for your employees. You just take the time to say, Bill, I need to speak to you about something important. Is this a good time for you? More than likely, Bill will say yes, but if he says no because he's in the middle of something, ascertain when there's a better time. Number nine, be mindful of your body language. We normally focus on our tone of voice and what we want to say, but we forget that we give off body signals that will put a person not at ease, but make them feel uneasy. And this includes facial expressions. I've watched leaders and managers go through one-on-ones that they asked me to participate in, and I could close my eyes and hear the force in their voice, the anger in their voice. I could open my eyes and close my ears and get the same feeling just by their facial expressions, their body language. If you're a leader, you want to have executive presence. And one of the ways in which you can do that is when you're speaking and meeting with your employees, be present, sit upright, have eye contact. I can remember having a one-on-one with a CEO and he was actually yawning and falling asleep. Not just once, not just twice, but this was a consistent habit. And we were having great conversations. Maybe that's why he felt comfortable. (laughs) But be present, have that executive presence and give your employee the level of respect that you demand in return. It's a two-way street. Respect should be mutual. Number 10, keep your communication clear, concise, and to the point. Stick to the facts. Don't assume things. You know what they say about people who assume. And don't beat around the bush. Again, I've been in these meetings with managers, some of whom reported to me back in the day. Maybe I didn't do a great enough job coaching them on how to deliver corrective action. They would start out well by talking about why they had the person there and what their goals were for the meeting. And then 15 minutes later, they're still talking about things that aren't necessarily moving the conversation forward. They're beating around the bush. What should have been a 15-minute meeting turned into a 30-minute meeting or an hour. So as I got better as a leader, I made sure that my managers got better at having meetings, whether they were one-on-one or one-to-many, and making sure that they were concise, efficient, and effective. And that's all about effective communication. In closing, communication happens in various ways. And to be most effective, make sure that you're communicating effectively with the right messaging at the right time. Here's something else that more leaders must embrace. Don't be too proud to ask for feedback on your communication style. I've learned as I've matured as a leader to be more vulnerable. And my goal was to get better every day to improve my core competencies and my skill set. I became more willing to ask people who reported directly to me, how am I doing? How am I communicating? Am I coaching you enough? Or am I coaching you too often? Am I meeting you all to death? Are my meetings effective? And many times I received feedback because I created a safe space for them to share their true and honest feelings. I was being authentic, so I embraced them being authentic in which they did as well. So don't be afraid or, as I mentioned, too proud to ask for feedback because the higher you climb up the corporate ladder, the less feedback you're going to receive unless you solicit it. 
How many CEOs out there are walking to the office and the managers or the VP or the person in HR is telling them, Mary, Bill, great meeting yesterday, but it probably could have been about 15 minutes instead of an hour. Here's a suggestion. Or would you like for me to give you a suggestion on how you can make your meetings more effectively? If that's not happening. As an executive, as a leader, as a manager, or an entrepreneur who owns a small business, you have to be willing to ask that question, to ask, how are you doing? That's the only way you're going to improve, get better, and be great. You may be good, but when you start asking others how you're doing and soliciting feedback, you'll go from good to great. As an executive coach, I see firsthand the powerful difference effective communicators can have within their workplace. Whether organizations invest in innovative communication tools or their people, they must have processes and a strategy that will enable their employees to communicate quickly and effectively, especially if they're working remotely. Like anything else, it takes practice. It takes practice. My friends, if you covet compelling content on entrepreneurship or leadership, please hit like, share, and subscribe to my podcast now so you'll be alerted to future episodes. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Carpe diem.